0: Hi, you are listening to BL Podcast. This is Purnima Joshi, political editor and bureau chief. After the Supreme Court underscored the constitutionality of the federal principles under Articles 246A and 279A that ensure equality between the centre and the states, the fate of the one nation one tax, which is the GST, hangs in balance, especially as the opposition rule states have asserted that they have the right to legislate on indirect taxes. In a conversation with me, the Chhattisgarh finance minister T.S. Singh Deo, expressed relief and maintained that producing states should have the right to decide on tax rates and that is the position that has been clarified by the Supreme Court. He also asserted that the states will not hesitate from legislating on these items that are produced in their respective region. Centre is saying that this is not news, it was always the case, but given the fact that the state, uh, especially the opposition ruled states have felt that there is majoritarianism at play in the GST Mm -hmm. council, how do you view this judgement?
1: I am very happy and very relieved Okay. that the Honourable Supreme Court has uh, so directed that the basic uh, federal principles and and the nature of the constitution must be upheld. So uh, that for me is the biggest line judgment which has come. What has been happening over the past few months was clearly majoritarianism. While uh, Mr. Jaitley was there as chairperson, I was pleasantly surprised myself. I did not expect in the GST council where at that point in time maybe three odd states would have been non-BJP or non-NDA states. There would be an openness to a differing opinion to the extent... That even if one member, uh, irrespective of which party they belong to, had a differing view, a decision was not taken till there was complete unanimity. And lately, uh, this sense of majoritarianism has almost completely pervaded the GST Council, Mm -hmm. where it appears that lots of decisions have already been taken, and then they are presented there to be pushed through this majoritarian presence. That certainly has developed, unfortunately. I've had the occasion to see the working of the GST Council then and now. So there is a clear difference. There is a very clear difference. And that has upset and sort of brought these issues of uh, where exactly does the settled structure of the country stand? Where in the bringing about of the GST regime, after a lot of discussion, where at that point in time, our current Prime Minister was the Chief Minister of Gujarat, He had completely put his foot down that uh, no GST. And now that uh, GST has come about, the one point, I believe, on which uh, agreement among the states was uh, finally uh, brought about was the concept of 14% protected revenue, annualized revenue increment 14%, which has also been mentioned in the GST council resolutions, etc. When that was not coming about neither the GST council was able to redress that, nor was the government of India uh, able to redress that. And at that point in time when these decisions were taken, it was presumed that the economy would be developing towards the double-digit economy, double-digit GDP economy, which didn't come about. And pre-COVID times, the end of March 2020, our GDP growth had narrowed down to about 2%. And under the circumstances, uh, there was no such situation uh, visible at that point of time itself, pre-COVID times itself, that the states who were particularly producing states and not consuming states would be able to be generate a natural, without support of the CES compensation, a natural 14% annualized growth. And not only that, during GST times, it was cut down to 10%. So where did the Act of Parliament which uh, or the decision of the GST Council go when it was decided that the states would be assured of a 14% growth? And that also, this 14% assured protected income,
2: mm-hmm.
1: analyzed growth income was not to be given by the central government. It was coming from the cesspool. And this cesspool, it had been decided to continue, take a loan and repay that loan as the capital and the interest from a continuing cess account, which uh, cess would also have, so to say, closed after the 30th of June 2022. So when that decision was taken, it could easily have been decided that every state uh, would be assured of 14% protected income mm-hmm. and the cess uh, account would continue
2: mm-hmm. till
1: the um, amount and interest payable on the amount taken to compensate the CES, uh, states was enforced, uh, was uh, put in place. Mm-hmm. Not only that, there was a tussle over who would take the loans. The central government who was not being asked to pay the amount and then take it back, but was being asked to be the medium through which the loan would be taken from the loaning agency, Reserve Bank or any other agency, and the amount was to be paid back through the SES account. There again, the central government stood against that view. And later, much later, they sort of agreed that, uh, sensibly, even though very late, that the central government is the one window you take a loan and then uh, it compensated from the CES account. Right. Continuing uh, CES account.
0: That was subsequently done. So, yes. Yeah.
1: yes mm-hmm. GST CES account. Mm-hmm. So those uh, those and other issues uh, over a period of time were visibly, very visibly uh, majoritarian.
0: How does that position get altered by this, uh, this judgment?
1: If the Supreme Court is saying that the states have a right to legislate on indirect taxes, then... Uh, as a producing state, why did Chhattisgarh come into existence? One of its biggest rationale mm. was that it is a mineral-rich state. It is a state which has natural resources,
2: right.
1: and those natural resources are spread out uh, throughout the erstwhile state of Madhya Pradesh. Mm-hmm. And uh, in commensurate proportion, or in proportion to the comparative lack of development of Chhattisgarh region, mm. money is not provided through the budgets. So if we have a separate state and we have our resources, then uh, our geographical area Mm. which would uh, become a state would be uh, comparatively better
2: Mm. developed
1: than Mm. it was being developed in this uh, revenue sharing Mm -hmm. uh, Mm. formulation which was there earlier.
2: Mm -hmm. Now
1: when GST comes in, what happens in GST? Mm. In a state like Chhattisgarh, if we just see one item which is uh, coal, Mm. there was a VAT at 5%. Right or there was a cess at
2: 5%.
1: Now that has been converted to GST at 5%, same rate.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: what is Chhattisgarh getting? It is getting 2.5% as GST, and the center is taking away 2.5% as uh, CGST, Mm. and then under the Finance Commission devolution, it is uh, sending back 41 or 42% to the state Mm. of its uh, 50% share. Mm. So in effect, the government of uh, Chhattisgarh is left with 71% of the revenue mm. of a tax regime which was giving it 5%. Mm. So, the rationale of natural resources coming to the developmental aid of the state, mm. they get over in The state government is taking away 29% of the state revenue.
2: Mm.
1: So, this sort of thing in other items where we are producing. Mm. So, where is the rationale for the state to set up industries mm. of uh, those items which Product will not be consumed in the state.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we
1: are going to produce uh, iron and steel,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it is not going to be spent uh, consumed in the state the entire amount.
2: Right. If
1: we are going to produce cement, right. it is not going to be consumed entirely in the state. Mm-hmm. So what will happen? We will get zero amount from uh, the CGS uh, SDST component mm-hmm. because uh, that SDST component would go to the consuming state, mm-hmm. and we would be getting only. Twenty-one percent, which is forty-two percent or fifty percent of IGST.
0: Right, right, right.
1: So the states, uh, which are the producing states, are suffering considerably under this regime, mm. and that is the rationale. I hope it opens up mm. where I am absolutely okay with one rate of taxation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Today we have eight rates of taxation, ranging from zero to twenty-eight percent plus cess.
2: There mm-hmm.
1: yes, are 0, half, 1, 5, 12, 18, 28 and 28 plus
2: 6. Mm-hmm. So
1: you rationalize that to 2 or 3 rates of uh, taxation.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: think any other country in the world has so many rates of uh, taxation.
2: Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm.
1: have one common rate of taxation, that is no issue.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: the revenue uh, that is generated from the resources of that uh, region mm-hmm. uh, must uh, first go to the state. The center can uh, have an equivalent of the uh, central uh, tax that was applied at that point in time, hmm. either in nature of uh, excise or CST. Hmm,
2: hmm, hmm, hmm.
1: So that is uh, the opening, uh, I feel, and I hope should come about to this, that the states uh, who are losing out on uh, revenue, hmm. uh, they their right to have taxes on products should not be uh, violated.
0: Is that how you interpret it in as, as part of the state legislature, sir? Uh, would, Otherwise,
1: what is the state legislature to do?
0: Right. So then, you know, you your legislative power, you believe, is being uh, has been abuffed uh, by by this uh, clarificatory. Most certainly. Order.
1: That, most certainly. That was my view even earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, even during the time when the uh, UPA government was formulating this, mm. and I was all for uh, from the viewpoint of uh, the state I represent. Yeah. that uh, the uh, GST should be at the point of production, not at the point of consumption. Right. But for whatever whatever reasons, whether of convenience or uh, prevalence otherwise, mm-hmm. it was uh, inverted to point of consumption.
2: Right, right.
1: So why would uh, Chhattisgarh make its land available, its water resources available, its manpower available, uh. and take the burden of pollution, etc., uh. and allow an industry to be set up there uh, right. from which it will not be getting revenue. Right, right, right. Its natural resources or its resources are being used, huh. whether it be the mineral or whether it be the land, whether it be the water, whether it be the electricity, whether it be the manpower, which again, uh, not the entire amount of manpower is from the state. That would contribute to wages for the benefit of the state. Right. All the upper posts are uh, from outside the state, almost almost all the uh, higher end posts, which take the highest uh, salaries left.
2: Right, right. So it doesn't uh,
1: benefit, this regime does not benefit at all those lesser developed states where there are mineral resources, where there are uh, natural resources, and who have traditionally lagged behind in the developmental ladder Mm -hmm. precisely for these reasons. Mm -hmm. Precisely for these reasons that our resources uh, are being used, and the catch word is national good. Right. So, so, isn't the uh, benefit of the state uh, part of the national good? Yeah.
0: So, whatever sir,
1: national good comes must come through the development and the equitable development of each part of the state
0: right.
1: of, of the country,
0: right. which is
1: what the federal structure is all about.
0: Right,
1: sir. So, and oh, that oh, I feel is, uh, has been reiterated uh, by the judgment.
0: But, sir, does it not complicate then uh, the rate structure and uh, further?
1: Because it's if you a, have a common rate of taxation in the country, why will it complicate?
0: Right, but that rate, supposing for uh, for items emanating out of the of uh, of the produ- producing state, then the state has mm-hmm. the right to decide on that, right? That's what you're saying.
1: No, not only decide. I am saying ki suppose you have a common rate. I am mm-hmm. wearing a kurta today.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: it it is not produced in Chhattisgarh. I am wearing a Fab India kurta.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: wherever it is produced. Hmm. The tax on that uh, Hmm. is provided
0: to the the, state
1: which is producing it.
0: To the state that is producing it. To the state.
2: You you
1: have that uh, common rate. You have a 12% tax lap
2: for
1: both apparel which are above, let us say, uh, 2000 or 1000 or whatever is is their currency.
2: Right. Right. That is
1: not a point of objection. Hmm. But who is taking the revenue? Hmm. Today, a producing state is getting only 29%
0: of the revenue, which is not fair. How do you see it impacting the functioning of the GST in the days to come? Do you see more litigation if the center is to contest it? Do you believe that it has empowered the states further and states which were feeling marginalized in the council and like you say, with the majoritarianism at play?
1: there today in context of a particular political party, it can be there tomorrow in the context of another political setup. Hmm. It is not a blame game for a particular uh, political dispensation Hmm. or a political party. Hmm. It is a system which will work, which will always be faulty. Hmm. Uh, It has to be a 100% consensus or Hmm. no. And then the very important uh, directive or, uh, let us say, view of the uh, Supreme Court Huh. That the GST Council is not an enforcing authority; hmm. it is in the nature of an advisory authority. So that is
0: extremely important. So the business, as, uh, as usual, that that was uh, prevailing in the GST Council. You believe the states get more more voice in this. I mean, considering that the Supreme Court is invoking 246A and 279A, which kind of mean? reiterates the the equality uh, uh, and you know enforces competitive federalism. So, uh, do you see the state getting more...
1: So long as every state, every individual state, as even one, if you have votes, even one vote, if that vote, if it is differing, it is not imposed upon.
2: Hmm.
1: Only then can the GST Council work in the uh, federal spirit of the Constitution.
2: Hmm. 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 Otherwise,
1: the Supreme Court has to say that all recommendations of GST Council is not binding on state legislature. Hmm.
2: Hmm. This
1: is what the Supreme Court has said. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: State and center can equally legislate on matters of GST. Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm.
1: Indian federalism is a dialogue between cooperative and non-cooperative federalism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. GST council is a recommending body Mm
2: -hmm. which
1: have a persuasive value Mm
2: -hmm. on the
1: union and states Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: in no way impine on the powers of the state legislature. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. On the
1: state to legislate on Mm -hmm. the subject on which simultaneous power has been given right no right. these these are the words of the uh, Supreme Court judgment right which are vital right. other things are peripheral
2: okay okay
1: what is the rate what is going to happen how is it going to happen these hmm. are things that uh, can be worked out after hmm. all the GST regime was worked out hmm.
2: Hmm. 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 and
1: uh, after uh, gaining the trust of uh, states, hmm. uh, so many states were let down Yes, and uh, I mean that is not one what expects from a federal functioning national body. Yes. So,
0: in that situation, you believe that uh, Supreme Court has come to sort of. Uh, I am, we, I
1: am extremely, found. I am very, very happy and very relieved.